0: With all of this talk of Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump in 2024, we might need to pump the brakes a little bit because Ron DeSantis hasn't even said that he's going to run in 2024. Somebody who has said they're going to run in 2024 besides Donald Trump is Kanye West or Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Ye recently dropped some campaign marketing materials on his Twitter feed And it has the internet talking, it's been trending the last few days, Um, and it seems as though he's not as buddy-buddy with Trump as he once was, and it does seem like he's taking this particular run at a presidency a lot more serious than he did back in 2020. And he's hired a campaign manager who I think is pretty smart, so what will materialize from this whole thing. We're going to discuss all of that, all of the hypothetical scenarios that could stem from a serious Kanye West run for presidency for 2024 and what's going on between him and Trump and the most recent dinner that they had together, which they discussed some things. We're going to talk about all of that. Then we're going to discuss an article from the Washington Post that seems to vindicate a lot of people that were initially very skeptical of the jab let's get into it yo this is hanging with apes an audio apes podcast real talk real topics no limits audio apes music with no boundaries What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, Go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, you can go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merchandise. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms so we have to pump the brakes a little bit on the talk of ronda DeSantis versus trump going into 2024 because Ron DeSantis hasn't even said that he is going to run in 2024 but somebody who has said they're going to run is kanye west or yay formerly known as kanye west and It's interesting because he seems like he's taking this shot at the throne a little bit more serious than he was in the past. And some of the people that he's surrounded by, in some capacity does signal that he's taking things more serious. And then in another capacity, it seems like he might just be trying to stir up controversy For the sake of controversy, Um, he's most recently been seen with the likes of Milo Yiannopoulos, who is, according to him, his campaign manager. And then Nick Fuentes, who I've always thought is a little bit of a goofy, um, you know, I don't know much about him. In pre-production you were saying that you don't know much about him i know i know a good deal uh, about him uh but like i've never been a follower of him because i never thought that he really brought anything of of real value to the table in terms of being a pundit um i feel like what i get from him is somebody who's a shock jock for the sake of being a shock jock. See, there's there's people that, they're controversial. Like, for instance, somebody else that's currently in Kanye's circle, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, he's a controversial figure, but with that controversy comes a lot of insight and good takes on a lot of important things. So, while a person like that might be controversial, he's not just controversial for the sake of controversy. Like, yeah. along with that controversy actually comes takes and perspectives of validity versus a guy like Nick Fuentes. Like, I think he just says stuff. I've never really heard anything particularly insightful that he's had to say. I've watched in the past an episode or two. Of his show America first and I was just like yeah I, I just don't I don't get it like I don't I don't see you know like everybody everybody that I rock with has something to offer and I just never yeah. got what he offered other than just
1: controversy so for so for his show is mostly like sh- for shock value or his takes are for shock value Seeing to kind of stir up the pot, but not really anything with depth or um, anything that'll make you think. No. like, Like, for instance,
0: he talked about, like, I don't know how long ago this was. And I'm sure, like, this is going to be circulating very soon if it's not already circulating. But I know... Uh, uh, Some time ago, I saw him say something about he was he was being critical of Trump's platinum plan where, you know, it was going to try to uh, where, you know, when he was president, he was going to try to invest more and do more for the black community. And Nick Fuentes pretty much is like, yeah, why are you going to do that for the black community? they're never going to vote for you, which in that regard, I I would probably like agree with his take on that. Yeah. But then he went on further to say some stuff that I just thought was like pretty, pretty just awful and disparaging. Cause he, he ended up at, in at, at some, at some point in his monologue, he called it the nigger vote and like, damn. Yeah. And so it was like, He's like that type of dude, and and at that point, it's just like, yeah, you're definitely just trying to like, you're stirring up controversy, and and it's funny though because people they call him a white supremacist, but he's Hispanic, so I don't know how that works.
1: Yeah, but now I, the way, the intersectionality shit, because he's white, complected, I'm sure that that has to play a factor, even though he's Hispanic or Latino. I mean, the name says it all, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, um, you shouldn't say things for shock value. You should say things that are, that are, and that might shock people, but it's like, it's a take that's backed up by, you know, uh, some solid, solid, solid philosophy, not just to say shit, um, a lot of the people, I mean, and, and and we know this because we we grew up listening to rap, so we knew the rappers that, yes, d- d- uh, did things for shock value, but then they kind of lured you into okay, this is the album, this is what I'm talking about, this is, and it was like in depth shit. Same thing with with pundits, speakers, podcasters, thought leaders, like. When you say certain things, especially in today's world where TikTok is a thing, and that's the most—I uh, uh, w- I don't want to say it's the most important, but I guess the most popular uh, form of media—it's—it's it's a good way to kind of make people lure people into someone's um, website or to their YouTube or to their Rumble or to whatever, right? Whether you heard Andrew Tate. Whether you heard Kanye West Whether you heard Ben Shapiro You know Oh like the Ben Shapiro owns a, a lib or whatever yeah. That's that's made into a clip Then you go And then you're like Wow this motherfucker's like on point But when you do something like that And then like when someone listens to your stuff And like you really don't hold any Like Good points Good philosophy Nothing in depth No studies No numbers You just Ran time Well then that's You know that's kind of bs and and if that's the type of guy that he is well then that i I...
0: well even if you rant on like you don't necessarily need studies or numbers or anything like that but what you do need is is solid insight because there is such a thing as empirical evidence like for instance milo yiannopoulos he's not a very like stat or number heavy guy but he uses a lot of empirical evidence like evidence based off of Observing the world around him, yeah. so like I, I I don't I don't particularly care for when people dismiss empirical evidence because sometimes that is more valid than the numbers. In fact, I, I think we're actually going to touch on that with in in the in the later segment when it comes to the virus and the jab and everything like that because a lot of people that were skeptical of the jab initially they were really just going off of like their own observation and experiences they yeah. weren't really like you because there were no numbers to go off of you had now we're seeing numbers and data that we could go off of but initially it was just sort of you know intuitive and 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 just you know based off of your own experience and stuff like that so that's fine if if you're if your show and and the takes that you have are based off of that but let it still be insightful
1: yeah yeah and, and yeah you're right about the empirical evidence thing because a lot of a lot of times you learn how many times have i read a book or seen or or seen someone else speak and it's like then they back up some of the stuff that you've learned that you never went to school for that you never really like sat and, and looked at <laughs> looked at the statistics, but you, you really observed from living your life. Yeah. Like whether it be, you know, gun violence, whether it be, uh, you know, the streets of Chicago, whether it be anything like you learned and then it was backed up by facts because, it's like, oh, well, yeah, no. What you're thinking and what you've, you've experienced, it is true. And see, that's the thing with, with um, you mentioning the jab. It's like that's what made it so concerning because we're all we're all instinctive creatures we have gut feelings of things and when you see a big propaganda machine start to block any other ways of information or sources that are like eh, let's slow down on this or oh hey look we found this on that maybe it's not so good and when that starts getting blocked of course your natural reaction is gonna be well I don't know I don't know how to feel about this first of all it was rolled out fast Second of all, uh, everything ca- that counters that argument is is being like you know de- deleted, and so that's a survival instinct. Yeah. When you're like, oh, I don't know, I, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I might just wait, which is which is I think signs of a person who's critically thinking. Like, eh, hey, maybe let's give it some time. A- and so, yeah, empirical evidence is an empirical uh the empirical approach to things does make a difference sometimes because that's all you really have the fuck do people what the fuck did did people do trying to survive where they didn't have (laughs) there was no internet there were no books there were no encyclopedias they learned from trial and error so yeah so i see what you're saying there but um yeah i don't know that's I know I've seen his face for for Nick Fuentes going back to Nick Fuentes, but I had never really like known much about him or or like seen any of uh of his uh what does he have a show or a podcast?
0: Yeah, it's like I I think he's the platform from all of the the like the mainstream uh tech platforms, but you know, he's on the alt tech ones and you know, he has a show.
1: Yeah, do you think that Nick Fuentes working with Kanye is uh, a bad thing then? Or or do you think that Kanye is kind of doing it more so for the shock value of it?
0: I don't know, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know what Kanye feels like he's going to get from Nick Fuentes. Like, well, and I guess that'll be a good opportunity to go into some of the content that was released on Kanye's uh, Twitter feed. Oh, yeah. The whole hashtag yay 24 and in one of the videos that he dropped he's talking to milo yiannopoulos and he's pretty much describing the meeting that he had with trump which it was the the meeting consisted of now which now we know consisted of kanye milo and nick fuentes and trump and according to sources, not from, you know, this wasn't uh, uh, talked about or described in the Kanye video. These are sources uh, that in in uh, separate occasions put out the information about what took place in that particular meeting. Yeah. And it said that it, it ended up being like a dumpster fire that a, apparently Kanye went in there asking Trump to be his running mate. <laughs> Which, like I don't know, like wh- who coached him to do that, or like why you would think that that would be a good idea uh, or or why you even think that like that's something that Trump would agree to do number one, um so I, I I really don't know like what Kanye is aiming for because it's like you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Trump like in a primary season, you're not gonna beat Trump. So like what really is this for? like, what do you? What are you trying to like garner here? Yeah. Um. I don't know. And, and then and then <clears throat> to see Milo Yiannopoulos involved with this whole thing, it makes me wonder: are, are they trying to like sort of make Trump pivot about certain things? Like, I really don't know. Like, what the overall goal is here, unless they truly believe that Kanye has a shot at winning. Because, I don't know, we could take it back to when we talked about Milo being on the Tim Pool podcast and him not thinking that, like, Ron DeSantis was the guy to take up the mantle from Trump. Yeah. So, I don't know, it you rocking with Kanye, do you think that, like, Kanye is that person? Or are are you seeing something that we're not seeing? I I, I don't know. I I really don't know what the aim is here.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say that, like, I have not, like, you can't vote or you can't think people are going to be excited about voting for you when you've never even sat down and talked policy or said anything of substance. Having to do with running
0: now now that that's where things get kind of interesting because where are we now in the country? does does talking policy even matter anymore because you you had you literally had yeah. i'm I'm gonna play something. This is, this is from my, my own Instagram profile that, uh, that I had that right before the, 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 well, right before the midterm elections during midterm season, I, 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 found this clip and I, and I had to post it on Instagram because I, I found it very interesting. This is John Fetterman who was just elected Senator of, of Pennsylvania. Let me just play this super quick. Alright, here we go. Fracking. Yeah, fracking. No, I,
1: I, I don't support fracking. And I never have. I've always supported fracking.
0: So that was him literally in one interview saying fracking. I don't support I don't support fracking. I never have. And then in the debate versus Dr. Oz, he's saying, I've always supported fracking. That is a hundred percent, I lie. He's he's lying essentially, like in front of everybody. He's lying, so clearly, like people that voted for him didn't vote for him because of policy, because he flip flops on policy, and and a person like that, you don't even you don't even know where they stand because because they're willing to flip flop on on the topic at hand. So it's not policy you're voting for. So. When we dial it back to what you mentioned about Kanye West and like, we've never heard him talk policy. I don't know. There seems to be a segment of voters out there that policy doesn't really matter.
1: True. But the side that he would be on that, that's the side that were the side that it would, I would assume he's running on that. That's the side that does care. Cause like, you can't. What are you going to go against Trump? Like what? Do, what do but, you?
0: But but so what are you saying that the side that he would be on, meaning the right wing? Yeah. That they that they, they care. care about
1: policy. Yes.
0: Do they? Because yeah. not one, not one Republican senator won. For, oh yeah, well. So like, do they care that much? I I think <laughs> they do. I, and we only won yeah. the the Republicans only won the House. What by it'll at the end it'll be like they'll we we'll have uh, uh, what uh, no uh, less than twenty right? eight nine seats more than the Democrats.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: So, so like, I don't know like how
1: much they care about policy, really. I think they do. I think that the vote harvesting is a big issue. I think that that has to, that has to change. And we're not going to like the right is not going to win elections unless that's fixed. Um, because voting on election day is just not going to cut it. No matter how excited you are, or whatever is not going to cut it. You gotta, you right now. The election, uh, uh, system, the way shit is going in America in order to revamp that shit is you need to like, if you're going to be the right is you need to, do the same shit that the left is doing. Take power and then start fucking cleaning that shit up. But until then, yeah, no. You're not gonna you're not gonna win. And I don't think it has to do with whether they care or not about policy as as far as or as 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 uh compared to the fact that you're just going like what the Democrats are doing is they're going to places Oh, just here, sign here, vote here, I'll oh, sign here, vote here, sign here, vote. Those people they don't care. And then if the Republicans start doing that shit and start kind of getting like, I mean, for lack of a better term, low IQ voters, then I would say, I would say that that argument would be a good one in the sense of like, oh, well, they they don't care about policy. Because I, I do also believe on the right, there are those motherfuckers that are just like ignorant and like, oh yeah, I'm just voting, I'm voting red. And then they get on the fucking pickup and... Think that they did anything But they don't even know What the fuck they're voting for Kind of reminds me of the Dave Chappelle stand up Where he talked about like the, <laughs> the The dusty whites Yeah And and like He's like no man Trump is for guys like me It's like th- That was a very smart joke But it's like th- That's what Republicans have to get on But I do think that they They care Cause like look at Yunkin Like Yunkin went off of His His, his Uh Calling card was like, what is with what's with this shit with the schools and the kids, like, and this critical race theory, and that's why you know, like that that shit panned out the way it did for him. But every the the, it's not a problem. It is a problem, and it's not a problem. It's a republic, so everyone every state runs their shit the way they do. But it, uh, until you can do something in the states, you're gonna have to in those states where this shit is not important, you're gonna have to create a plan, devise a plan. And, and do the same shit that the left does. But the left, I feel... They, like... The candidates, at least... There was... The candidates that were clear and concise with where the fuck they stood, which was the right. And the left, it was a lot of pivoting, and, oh, well... You know, oh, women... Women! Women with the Roe v. Wade, and, oh, freedoms! But, like, never, like, anything concrete. And so... For for Kanye, I still think, if, if I mean, if you're doing it seriously, because for all we know, it could just be some publicity stunt, and then my man's drops another album. You never know. I don't know what his intentions are, but until you you have any sort of policy, like you can, you're gonna have a hard time. Shit, Ron DeSantis would have a hard time with Trump because Trump, like, without w- without Trump, there would be no Ron, and and so. With Kanye, especially with with last time what was it 2020 my man's had a speech in which he he made good points but never it was never like anything on a national level, no foreign policy, no no yeah. like nothing nothing concrete like where you you were like wow this guy this guy's innovative like the way Trump was like when when my man said something about the wall. Yeah. Or when he was talking about uh uh the Islam and like he created he stirred up controversy but he had a clear concise strategy on how to lure you in into uh the conversation he wanted the nation to have. Right? And then and then that's when all the like I'll never forget like when it came to for like the foreign uh issues during that time it was when like a lot of like the Muslim refugees were going and, and stabbing motherfuckers up all over Europe all over Europe that's not to talk shit about Muslims because I, I, not all Muslims are bad just like not all Christians are bad just not like but what I'm saying is that was something that probably Trump thought oh I'll say this people will feel outraged but then when they see the news it's going to kind of make it where they're they kind of I got them you know yeah. same thing with the wall the wall yeah like some people thought that shit was ridiculous. Some people rock with the wall. Some t- but the thing is, it, it honed in on the border. And the fact that, like, what is this? What Can we fix this? And it it, it, it was vastly different when he was in office. That shit was, was on point. Border patrol, like, border police, all that shit was on point. The way he got there was, yes, you made your points. And, and, and you stirred up some controversy, but you kind of had a plan on how to go about it whereas Kanye like you haven't heard that but I mean it's it's early and again if he's taking it serious if you have a plan on what it is like for example one one thing you brought up about Kanye this time around is Milo Yiannopoulos (laughs) now that's a game changer because if you have Milo Yiannopoulos writing speeches for you or talking points for you if you actually have him like managing your campaign like on some real shit that's gonna that's dangerous Uh, it's interesting yeah like as a as a candidate and if you can if you can hone in on that and, and and start a campaign based off of like some legit points then right there you do have like you do have a chance it's still I think a long shot. I, I think, but and, and that's
0: that's sort of where I'm at with it. Is like I I wonder, like, like who approached? Too did Kanye approach Milo? Did Milo approach Kanye? Like, how did this?
1: How did this happen? And like, what's wow, the? And, and
0: like, what's the what's the end goal here?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the, that's what's interesting because like. I don't know if you saw Ye uh retweeted something having to do with the Died Suddenly thing.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So
1: so it was like someone in his uh circle died suddenly and as a wow and then they start kinda of criticizing the 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 jab, right? I think right there, the fact that Kanye Well at, for people that I don't know to give a backdrop on
0: uh, died suddenly and like what what it is that he's talking about. It's a recent documentary that's been released on Rumble. You're not gonna find it on, on any like mainstream social media platform. It'll it'll only be on alt tech platforms. Um and where I watched it is on Rumble and it's about essentially it it starts off with discussing this um, this theory from uh, Reverend Thomas Malthus of the—it's like the, the, the theory of depopulation. Like, eventually the world is going to get to, like, this critical mass of people that it's going to be, like, you know, cause a lot of disease and famine and all of this, like, really awful stuff, like, of, bi- of biblical proportions to occur— in the world, and because of that, uh, uh, Reverend Thomas Malthus believed in depopulation, and you know people not having kids, and you know the right thing to do is not have kids, this, that, and the third, and stuff like that. So they essentially start off by talking about that and how a lot of powers that be, like your Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and those types of people believe in that that same or similar ideology of depopulation. And it sort of explains why they took such a dogmatic approach to how the jab was pushed, 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 pushed. So that's what the documentary talks about. Then it goes into like more... Observable present-day occurrences that are taking place with the the phenomenon of so many people in the news, quote unquote, dying suddenly; hence the name "died suddenly." And what a lot of people that are given the task or the duty to embalm the people that have died suddenly in in inside these uh funeral homes and mortuaries is they're finding these, uh, really long, thick fibrous clots in the person's body that they've never seen in people prior to the jab being released and distributed and, you know, people taking it and stuff like that. Um, some pretty wild theories are expressed in that documentary some of which I can totally see transpiring. Some of which I think are a little bit far fetched, but overall, pretty wild. And I do think that it's it's worth a watch, no matter where you stand on the jab. But I had to kind of give a backdrop of that documentary because he he mentioned it, and uh, you know it, it, it for people that don't know what that is, you'd be like, oh, he posted some about died suddenly. And, yeah you know that's you what have to that, yeah give, give information about it
1: that's what he was talking about oh he he took the retweet off but I did see he did retweet it so I wonder if he didn't but basically it was like someone in his in his camp that uh passed away all of a sudden Jonathan Hovain Hilton died suddenly at his home after Thanksgiving with his family he was a household name in the industry and partnered with Kanye West to promote the Sunday services we don't know the cause of death, but we pray he's not another victim of the and then they show the mm. the jab that was all that that uh yeah, and they put died suddenly in the hashtag to kind of I see you know obviously that's <laughs> definitely diving into the realm of of conspiracy because you don't know like we don't know this man like my man's in the picture looks pretty heavy set, so like. It could have been anything, but um, I guess what I'm saying is if you're retweeting something like that, is your approach anti-jab? Because yeah. then right there, that kind of delves into the realm of what you were talking about. If the end game is to pivot Trump on certain stances, Operation Warp Speed and all that shit that he'd be on, like, oh, uh, this shit was amazing, I did, I was at the helm – maybe he might be like, fuck, these, these people are getting traction on that shit, and like, you know what, whatever, I'm not for that shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see this develop, to see what happens, or what comes to light, um, because y- you just don't know what what, what he's doing it for, you know? It could be that he's serious about it, it could be that he's like, oh, well, no, I'm trying to push people to think about this, and, and these are the, the things that I find concerning about Trump right now or this, you know what I mean? So I guess only time will tell. My question is, do you, with with what you've seen so far, do you think that, like, he is taking it serious or you think it's still too early to tell?
0: It's definitely too early to tell. Um, I think as time progresses, he'll have the opportunity to display like where he stands on a lot of important issues and if he can start to express it in a way that's palatable to people then I think it'll work it, um it, at least like in terms of being a serious campaign it'll work like in in terms of winning I don't <laughs> I mean it, it would be it's a long shot and a miracle like if 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 um for him to like be able be able to even have a chance at winning. But I do think that it is possible for him to run a campaign where people actually are like, whoa, like, okay, like this Yeah. You know, we we might need to start taking this serious. Yeah. And then at that point, maybe that's what their strategy is. Maybe it's like maybe their strategy is we're gonna get so based about how we get down that, like, either, like, if Trump doesn't get back to, like, being as based as he once was, yeah, he's not going to have a chance at winning because the party will be divided. So maybe yeah. that's what the end goal is. Because what's interesting about uh, one of the videos that he posted, um, it, it, it was one video that he posted was great. It was pretty much Tucker Carlson's monologue about, you know, Yay being canceled which yeah. was like an epic Emmy winning monologue that he'll never win because it's Tucker Carlson but but <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was it was of that caliber yeah and
1: then uh so he had one well he had one another one with Milo right
0: which is the one we were talking about and in, in that one with Milo he also brought up how Trump has distanced himself from a lot of the great people that were originally in his corner. And that is one thing that I did notice throughout the course of Trump's presidency. Like there were some people that were good that he distanced himself from. Like for instance, I thought it was good to distance himself from Rex Tillerson for Mike Pompeo. I thought that was a good move. Um, the whole John Bolton move, I don't know, like I know a lot of uh uh MAGA Republicans hate John Bolton. Yeah. I didn't think that having John Bolton in the cabinet was necessarily like a bad thing. Yeah. But I do also understand that the new age Republicans aren't in interventionalist and they didn't like the idea of John Bolton being in the cabinet, and they a lot of them think that that was a bad move on Trump's part. Yeah. Um, other people that he sort of distanced himself throughout the, from throughout the course of his presidency was like Roger Stone, Steve Bannon. I thought both of those were very bad moves on his yeah. part, like distancing himself from them. So Kanye brings that up, like he doesn't mention Roger Stone by name. Because that, and and this is the other thing, is like I don't know how much Kanye really knows about these. Like, is he being coached? Because Kanye's a smart guy, but I don't know if he knows who the fuck Roger Stone is. Well, yeah, and the thing is too is like
1: being smart on your in your own platform and what you do, you know that that's hard. Like, you can't just that doesn't translate to everything. Yeah, you know,
0: And, and so for me, it's like yeah. When 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 Kanye says, "Oh yeah, Trump distanced himself from Corey Lewandowski," it's like, "Yeah, I know who Corey Lewandowski is, and I thought Corey Lewandowski was great. I, I actually thought Corey Lewandowski was better than what was the guy uh, at, at the end." The Lewandowski was the one who
1: who had like a fucking kick
0: ass online presence. No, no, that was the the, the that was the guy that replaced. He 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 was the campaign manager later, right? Oh,
1: later on, yeah, yeah.
0: Lewin, nah, Lewandowski was way better than. That's who I was gonna ask. What was that guy's name? Oh,
1: fuck! I can't think of his name.
0: Was I feel like it was Brad something? Brad is coming to mind, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Lewandowski was way better than that guy. That guy did was good when it came to the. He shouldn't stuff. have
1: been campaign manager. That's, that's, um, this thing,
0: but but then also. Y- you you figure well we're running a campaign during a pandemic maybe online is the way to go. I mean, turns out Biden was able to win from his basement. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Brad Parscale, Brad Parscale, that's who it was. Yeah, was it? That yeah, uh, Brad Parscale. Yeah, Lewandowski was better than Brad Parscale, and so I know who these people are. I does this, but like. Kanye, do you know who these people are? Are you being coached? Because I know Milo knows who these people are. Milo definitely knows who these people are. But so it's like, are you just regurgitating like some scripted points that Milo is telling you to regurgitate? Like what is really going on here? I don't know.
1: Yeah. But then if that's the case though, and if you are going off of a script, that means you're taking it serious. Now you're like, okay, cool. I want a realistic approach but now you're going to have to get good at you knowing but, but, this information. Uh, but, but
0: if you're going off of a script, what's going to happen is what happens with... If you're going off of a script, yeah, what's we'll, going to happen... Yeah, Brad Parscale. Yeah. What is, what, what's going to happen is what happens to, to all the Democrats. And what we saw time and time again in the midterm season yeah. of the debate is like you're so used to going off of a script is that when you're hit with a curveball... You don't know how to you don't know how to deal with it because you're you're not truly principled in your philosophy and the things that you're and 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 it, your philosophy isn't grounded and and it's it's not based on a, a solid foundation. Yeah. It's based on a script. See, that's the thing with like when you're in that field, really knowing about this stuff is like, yes, that's cool. Like give me the script so I could kind of have something to come off as like more polished and ready ready to go. But if I get hit with a curveball, I need to be able to like still smack it out of the park because I have a foundation and a basis for the things that I'm talking about. If Kanye doesn't have that, which you're not going to develop that in two years, that shit takes years to develop. Like you have to be, you have to be in this shit. Like you have to, you know what I'm saying? Like for instance, I'm the type of person like, you say a name, like a Brad Parscale, like I'm, you know, again, like I had I was trying to remember, remember, but then I remembered like Brad Parscale, Cora Lewandowski, I know who these people are, yes. so it's, it's like, alright, well, I know what this is, Roger Stone, I know who that is. That's what you know in the field, that's how, like, when you talk real estate, it's like, okay, I know this, I know that, that's how you need to be. If you're going off of a script, the minute that people start asking you questions, it's like it's like oh, um, yeah, I I bought this property and it's great. It makes money. It's like okay, in in your experience in real estate, what would you say is the best determining factor for picking good tenants? Uh. Well, we're not talking about that right now. That's essentially I how stand. The, That's I'll how the Democrats answered when it came to certain things yeah. that went off script. It's like, I'm not even... Do you think that Joe Biden should run into it? I'm not even talking about Biden right now. We're talking about the midterms, right? But yeah. this is still a question. But because you don't have a script, a polished script to, to go off yeah. of, you, you're lost. You don't have no foundation. And that's the same thing with this. And so... I don't know if that's something that can be learned. Like I do feel like Kanye does know a lot more about politics than he did in 2020. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and one area where I will give him his utmost credit when it when it comes to a political topic, he does know the topic of abortion like the back of his hand.
1: Yes, he yeah. does
0: know that topic very well. Like he is an expert. Like and in. in, in In his pro-life stance, he is an expert. He knows the history of abortion. He knows about Margaret Sanger. He knows about uh, um, eugenics, like all of that. I've heard him talk about all these things. That is good. That's a great start. Like, you... He... You could throw any sort of curveball at this man about abortion, and he's going to smack it out of the park because he knows the subject exactly, that well. Exactly. Now, you need to do that and extrapolate that amongst foreign policy, and yes. amongst politics, and amongst culture, and among you got to be that, that expert that you are with that subject. You got to be that expert on like a hundred more things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're not going to go in... No candidate goes in a hundred percent on shit. They just don't. It's too much. But... You have to have just an overarching stance on shit. Where do you stand? Like, like you said, foreign policy—that's that's huge. That's going to be very important with what's going on in Russia. What's going on with China? I, I think
0: the the closer you are to an expert, though, the better off
1: you are. Like, yeah, but like, I mean, Obama. Instance, oh yeah, on, but, but his I, ass didn't know shit. Like, no, you yeah, could that's tell true. That's true. Democrats, when it comes to foreign policy, like if they can win, anybody can win. And when you can explain shit or understand like that, what dynamics you should have with countries and then you get a motherfucker like Obama to win and you know, this motherfucker don't know shit, you know, Biden don't know shit. Like then that's when it's like, well, okay, well, I guess I'm looking at it from the perspective of what you can get away with as a politician, but that doesn't apply to the right. <laughs> you kind of have to be on point. You yeah. do have to be on point on the right. Like, it's, there's no excuses for you. They don't give you any wiggle room no. on the right. Like, I,
0: I, well, look at the, the best example that I can give of what we're talking about is the pundit and analyst reactions to the debate of Dr. Oz and, and, and John Fetterman these commentators were hailing john fetterman as einstein's oh it was such a brave performance and this is like he can't speak what are you talking about (laughs) and then meanwhile dr oz who came off like he gave the most out of all of all the republicans that that debated throughout the course of midterm season dr oz gave the most moderate answers on everything and was a complete gentleman to Fetterman and he they called him a bully. Yeah. They called him a it, It's so The most wholesome fucking wholesome Republican you can moderate. Have, yeah. And they were like, oh he was such a bully. What what is going on? What what are we who what, what <laughs> what did you just watch i it, it's so bizarre so so yeah you, you're right big, like when you're a republican you get no wiggle room whatsoever no. no wiggle room and if you're a democrat you can say hi good night everyone and that's brave that's a brave performance because that's exactly what yeah. happened yeah, yeah hi good night everyone and the mother won he won like it's just oh my god so amazing so Michael insightful so great so insightful <laughs>
1: Crazy. He really knocked that debate out of the park, especially when he said he stands on Roe v. Wade.
0: The The one that was dope, though, was the, the Marco Rubio's performance when he just showed what a powerhouse he is when it comes to foreign policy. Yes. Val Demings, just her jaw was dropped, like... And she said something along the... issue was like... It was the most, like... kindergarten response that you could ever imagine. She, like, just... Uh, uh, Marco Rubio just went on like a, uh, an incredibly well-informed, intellectual, like a uh, what do they call it, diatribe, and Val Demings just looked at him as like, oh well, are not you aren't you Mr. Foreign Policy or something like that? And he's like, and then so which was I guess trying to like in in, in your mind like. Uh, 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 delegitimize him or what I don't know what she was trying to accomplish with that and then he was like well yeah he's like it's my job to be I'm on the intelligence committee and then like just the crowd just lost and they were like clapping yes. it's just like it's just like yeah you, some
1: secretary of state as shit you
0: have nothing like just yeah. get out of here
1: yeah and so that's the thing like that's a uh, that's a uh, the shit that you should be on and as a Republican and you know like This is all hypotheticals. Kanye is serious. Kanye gains traction. You know the media is going to be like, this motherfucker's an idiot. Yeah. And if they think that you're going to be an idiot, they're going to ask you questions where you're going to trip up. And if you don't know your shit, if you really don't know your shit, then you're going to look like a a whole jackass. So I guess we'll see. I, I really can't. The way I look at it so far as we stand, until I see some concrete shit, it's possibly the Ron versus the Don. Possibly. And we don't even know that. And then we'll go from there, I guess. We will see. Oh,
0: yeah. So moving on to the next topic. For anybody out there that was initially skeptical about getting an experimental jab to prevent you or or supposedly that was designed to prevent you from getting the virus that uh, has plagued the world and to some capacity continues to plague the world. And when I say plague, I'm using air quotations. (laughs) Um, Turns out that your skepticism might have been right on point and you might be a particularly intuitive person like us because the Washington Post recently put out an article. And mind you, this is from the Washington Post. This is a left-wing media outlet. And this is not even like a somewhat left-wing media outlet. This is about as left as you can get yeah. when it comes to like major newspapers. They put out an article recently in which they talk some numbers about some of the people that have died from the virus. And yeah. I don't know if you remember uh, constantly being told by. Biden, that it was a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, a pandemic of the yeah. unvaccinated, a <laughs> pandemic of the unvaccinated. Turns out that that was complete and utter bullshit because as of right now, 58% of the people that have died from the virus have been vaccinated. For sure. That yep. should be the story all over mainstream media. That is a, as much as I don't rock with the Washington Post, the person who put out that article should get a Pulitzer Prize because that is news of the century. Yeah,
1: yeah. And even then, they try to give the benefit of the doubt, even though I thought that the argument was a shit one, because it's like, oh, well, and and not the the writer, but it's saying, oh, well, Experts say that, that that's totally normal because as more people are vaccinated, more people that are vaccinated will die. But then my whole thing is what the fuck was the point for the jab? Right. And what was the point of that? If they're still gonna die. Like well, I thought what was it don't it don't prevent you from getting it. It don't prevent you from not dying from it. So what do don't fu- prevent you from giving it? Yeah. What what is this? What is this? what is this? <laughs> like, is I, like you start thinking like, I don't know. I don't know that it'll work. Um, I, it, it's, it's something that you think about. And if, and if you're like, if you have a family who did get jabbed, you'd think like, well, they were pushing it heavy, 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 heavy. and, we're not much safer than we were before we we had the jab. What was this all for? That, that would be my question Cause, and I would feel obviously extra responsible if I do have children and 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 I'm, I'm the man of the house because I'd be like, well I, I allowed this to happen. you know that would be my my, my thing because I, to me, the rollout was so fast that it could never have been. Something that worked, or, or or was far from something that could work
0: for a jab, for a jab, yeah, yeah. Because some, you know, like for instance, and, and this is this is not a display of 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 cognitive dissonance. I know exactly what I'm saying. Yes, I believe in a certain capacity for deregulation. So a fast rollout for a certain product that isn't going to be injected into somebody i could rock with but something that's going to be injected into somebody no i i'm not for cutting all the red tape no in fact in that's a that's a situation where bureaucracy is probably a good thing take your time do the paperwork do the studies, do all of that. But I remember, I remember and for all the based people that I know, I, I remember saying this back in 2020. And nobody, n- nobody, like, like kind of, er- everybody, when I said this, like, people were all, just, like, nobody said anything. Nobody expressed clear support for what I said. I was like, honestly, like, I feel like this is something that doesn't even require a vaccine. Like, I remember saying that. I was like, I, I don't think this is something that requires a vaccine. And people just like, yeah, like, I, it's like people don't want no parts of, of, of what I said or whatever. And then now it turns out that the air quotation vaccine is not even a vaccine because people are still dying and you could still get it and you can still give it and everything like that. Yeah. So in some regards, it's like a jab never even existed in some regards yeah, yeah. because like what 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 efficacy was there like did, did it work did it did, you know it seems like it didn't
1: i it, i don't i don't understand it oh that's partly why i even don't really do the the flu one i what, what i don't i'm cool without it if i get it i'm fine i got the real shit I don't need to fight it. My body is strong, young, and that was my whole argument: was well, I'm young and relatively in shape, so I'll take my chances. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk around scared, um, because that's not a way to live anyway. Like your philosophy shouldn't be like, oh shit, uh, the the sky is falling, so I'm just gonna be inside. No, you should probably figure it the fuck out, cause life goes on. And that's it. So yeah. that's the, the uncomfortable truth of living life is you're always going to be constantly in danger. We do a very good job of telling ourselves things are going to be okay. But, I mean, not always. And that's the thing. Like, you you took an experimental drug thinking like, oh, this is going to fix it without knowing. You know? It's like the same motherfuckers that buy, like, the, the, the those, like, pads for the abs... It's like, you, know, you have to do sit-ups. You have to run. You have to work on your diet. You have to do a lot more to to be, like, actually healthy, to have abs. <laughs> not, there's no magic way around this. And so, um, but... At, at what point,
0: if there ever is a point, Yeah, I guess that would be the first question. Do you think there's ever a point... Where all of the proponents of this experimental jab have self awareness and accountability and realize they were wrong and express that they were wrong? Do you do you think that 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 ever that no, that,
1: that I don't think so. I don't think so because like you're cocky enough to take this route now. Um, i see it more like. No, I, I, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't think so.
0: Me neither. Yeah. I, I see honestly what I see. Down the road, if some of the more far-fetched predictions of that documentary died suddenly come to fruition, what I can see down the road is the very proponents that were so self righteously pushing this experimental jab if some of the 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 predictions that that documentary made come to fruition what those people will do is they'll start to pivot and i think they'll 100% blame it on trump oh yeah i think that i think that's what it'll be they'll it'll it'll essentially overnight go from yeah. they're a proponent of it to they're so against it. It's the worst thing. And it's all, it's all big, bad Trump's fault. He should have never
1: operation warp speed. That was his baby. He started it all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's
0: what I see more than, than self-awareness and accountability. No. And I think that honestly, if, 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 we fix the ballot harvesting situation and what i mean by fix it either by getting rid of it or or upping it on the republican side to the point where it's as com- is it's competitive or even better than the democratic apparatus even at that point it would not be enough To save Trump in a 2024 run. If something like that were to happen. Because not only would the left not rock with him. But you'll get a whole bunch of people on the right. That won't rock with him. Because I do to this day think that that was... I, I think him capitulating to the whole pressure of... Oh, the virus, the lockdown, Operation Warp Speed. That whole last act of his presidency i th- i think that was the his his biggest failure as a president
1: yeah yeah the one thing i won't put on him is the mandates the jab mandates but you created kind of the the, the infrastructure it, yeah. yeah and so that I, yeah i
0: would put that on him too like well yeah no because he he never really came out he never was a proponent for mandates for as much as he thought that operation warp speed was this great success yeah he never was for the mandate because even remember when he did the rally was it in alabama arkansas where they booed him yeah yep even there he's like yeah you know i think people should take it but you know people have their freedom like even there you see that he's expressing that like yeah, you know, I think people should have the choice whether to take it or not. Yeah. So you're right, I'll give you that. I will not blame him for the mandate. But he did definitely set up the structure yes. for for the mandates and, beca- because yeah. like well, obviously if the if the the job didn't exist, you couldn't mandate anything. Yeah. So that that's number 1. Uh, and then ultimately the way that you operated, like you, you let, I mean, you let fear get the best of you and it's not just his fault. People let fear get the best
1: of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause that's the thing. Even Biden ran off of, I'm never, I'm not going to do mandates for the, for the jab. That's not what I'm here yeah, for. Yeah. But
0: him, yeah, I never believed
1: him. Yeah. I never believed him. Yeah. That
0: motherfucker is a, is a liar.
1: Yes. Just always through, and lined. through. Yeah. yeah and so so to me like I saw that definitely flipping or him flipping on that issue but even he went in saying eh, no, I'm not forcing it. and then as soon as he became president oh well, yeah I'm forcing it people will be fired and that's that to me was was uh because you literally treated society people who didn't jab were like Less, lesser than the other people that were jabbed. Yeah. And I, to me that's that's pretty fucked up because like we're all human beings and we all should have the freedom to choose what we want in our bodies and what we don't want in our bodies. Like what, I can't choose? It's, it's like literally if I went well, to Well you could choose if you wanted to kill a baby. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: that you could choose. Cold, cold hard <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> If I want to murder my own child in cold blood that's fine. Yeah. Well yeah, this. If I was a woman, which I can be now is right. 2022. So so it, let's say I could get pregnant, which I can because I can be a woman. And I wanted to kill my baby. Yeah, in 2022 <laughs> and I wanted to kill my baby, murder him 9 months in. Be like, fuck it. When he's born and he's alive, you're an empowered out.
0: independent yes, woman.
1: Exactly. Slay queen. <laughs> slay that baby queen. <laughs> my body my choice. But a jab that I'm like, well, I think I'll be fine. Oh, all right, cool. Well, then you're lesser than and you're fired. And uh, everything you ever worked for and the bills that you have to pay and your livelihood and the family you have to feed, fuck them all. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's as tyrannical as it gets. And that's what we got with with, with, with Joe.
0: And, and, you know, does, do the, do, do the people, the, does the press, you know, when they, when they do the, 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 when the press secretary of the White House does the press conferences, with that article being out, do they push, like, where's the press being like, yeah, yeah you know, the Washington Post just published an article talking about how now the majority of people that have died from the virus have been jabbed up. Where where are the people? Where like where are the questions? What is the press doing? They just they suck. They're awful.
1: Yeah. Acts. Yeah. The motherfuckers are bought and paid for, and that's that's the sad part. And then that's the scary part too, because the the documentary touches on well, is it the jab? Like they don't really say, but it's like alludes to it. Like is it? And you know that obviously. Delves into like what what could happen in the future. Now, if it were to happen, and it were and if it were attached to this, you know that's scary stuff. Because then you start, you know, asking yourself, well, did the government know what this all was about anyway, and did they push it willingly to kind of have more so population control? Who knows? Yeah, and that that's a scary. That's a scary question of itself, and the answer, if that were the case, would tell you a lot about where the hell we are in America. Like, well, you thought you were free, and you thought you had a choice, but no, nah, these people wrote your, you know, wrote it for you. When when it is you're gonna, I would hope, like I said, that that it's more so on I, some I conspiracy shit. Yeah,
0: like I I don't, at least at this point. I don't think there's enough evidence to suggest that it was anything like so nefarious to that degree. Yeah. I just think that it was just complete haphazard incompetence that is resulting in in like some very just awful things happening. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it if 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 things come out and start to substantiate the former well then yeah well then th- th- we have a lot bigger problems on our hands
1: yeah and and that's a scary part to me that's a scary part because like you don't know when the government is in cahoots with big tech on on the on the uh on the Hunter Biden Situation, the the laptop and all that, and they're like keep it on the hush. Like the FBI is involved, DOJ ain't trying to do nothing. It's like man, this is this is a uh, pretty coordinated on all fronts from the media to to big tech to government establishments. It's like ugh, this is this is some heavy it's scary stuff, yeah, and it's scary. And so then that makes you, and then these are the things that you don't really think about. Like, all right. These conspiracy theorists. Like, oh, yeah, the Hunter Biden shit. Oh, it was real, right? Oh, oh, and the FBI was involved. Oh, and then big tech was told not to. All right, cool. You're crazy. You're crazy. And then when you move, and then you, when you fast forward, you start seeing that, oh, no, this was definitely it. Well, I mean, Zuck the Cuck himself was on Joe Rogan yeah. and said, like, yeah, like they came
0: to, the FBI came to us yeah. and told us to suppress it.
1: Yeah. So so So, like, when we, I don't. I don't put anything past what the fuck I've seen.
0: Now, what I will say with Zuck the Cuck is, like, that's still bitch made because, like, if I ran a tech company and the FBI came to me, right? Yeah. And let's say, like, they're, they're making it where, like, I, I don't have a choice. Well, then I'm going to get on Twitter. I'm going to be, like, I just want everybody to know that my platform has to suppress this story yeah. because the FBI wants it suppressed for whatever reason. Like... Yeah. Dude, you're telling us when the damage is done, like yeah. because then you still could have been like you said. Oh, you know, I, I, because he tried to, he tried to uh, absolve himself of any guilt. He's like, no. Well, then, if that's the case, then at the time you should have said something. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can't live your life scared all the time. Like, what? I mean, what are you? Yeah. So, uh, here we have <laughs> Elon buying Twitter and doing shit on his own accord, that could seem pretty scary in the sense that, like, what if the powers that be be like, ah, this guy should probably be x out of the map. You probably have that in the back of your mind, but, you know, that's why you have all your platforms. You own your platforms. S- say what you have to say. Do what you have to do. And so, um, if not, then, then then whatever you were building what was the purpose of it? Well, like what was your purpose for that money or the actual platform and, 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 and how it influences. Right. And so you should be unbiased in that regard and just let, let people uh, do their thing on there. Not saying it shouldn't be regulated, but what I'm saying is like, you can't let the government run this. This is your platform. So, and, 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 and to me that that's not a sign of a good leader. No matter how many billions you got, it won't show that you're a good leader. It shows you you're just trying to, you know, survive out here just like everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, you can go to our website and make an a donation of your choosing, or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review, and it helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.